so you know, I think this pandemic has actually brought people a lot closer around the world. You know, yeah. Look at us now. I mean, we have people from Sweden. We have people from Brazil, yeah. yes. Vancouver. I mean, everywhere. It's it's amazing. It's made a small world now. really good very productive you know working from home has changed the way we used to think of it but the thought of getting so productive and getting more work done than you could do in the office it doesn't surprise me because you don't getting so productive and getting more work done than you could do in the office it doesn't surprise me because you don't have the interruption you don't have the drive like we talked about so it's been just really good Yes, and that's part of the, the, the adapting. So I've actually been working yeah, from home true. for the past uh, 10 years. So I'm used to the working from home scenario. Yes. And, you know, whilst it's, it's great, I think it's also very exhausting for the very reason that Muhammad said that because we've got no interruptions, we tend to pack so much in. So what happens is in, in, in a couple of hours, you're like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. And you get that feeling that I haven't worked this, I haven't worked this hard continuously. So there are no breaks. So no breaks. what I try to do is I try to get out. Yeah. Um, fortunately, right. we've got great weather. So I try to get out, go for a walk in my little walk. garden so patch, uh, stretch my legs. Otherwise, you know, uh, balance can get interrupted. Because yeah. what happens is you're so focused and your, your, uh-huh. your regular eight hour stretches into the 12 hours, 16 hours. And I frequently yeah. catch myself and I say, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to sit on the sofa and I'll take my iPad with me and I'll continue doing some work. But I, I'll have a little bit of light uh, news activity also on the TV. So it kind of reduces that. Otherwise, we're going to go crazy. Right. See, this, this is what I do. I know that we can do this together. And I, I do this and take my time. And you guys can do this at any your convenient time. You know, because we miss so much, Mohammed too, right? Driving, <laughs> we're stuck in traffic. So I do this. I do this he can help. He can help you in but LA. I <laughs> I've been going to LA oh, for yeah. years. Yeah, hey. but I, I, I'm not complaining. I miss Ooh. the LA traffic, no way. Yes, you're, you got what I do. Thumb traffic. You know, I just try to stretching. Yeah, keep stretching. A bit. You guys can, can uh, join me if you want. Like this and this so, and that. Do you do yoga or anything like you that? Know, yeah, well, no, I tend to kind of move around. That's not in front of a camera, but you know. Like this. <laughs> yeah. you know, I do this. I I'm do a little older than the rest of our shoulders, right? Yeah, I'm a little older. Shoulders, than yes. Yeah, exactly. Winning pose, winning pose. Yeah, take the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, good morning, right? <laughs> no, it's still it's still night, evening, 8 p.m. Yeah, I was going to say it's you. <laughs> Thank you. Are you here from the Netherlands, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Great. That that is so true, and I and I found that to work for me too. Um, on certain things, on certain things, we're just not going to get a one hundred percent certainty. I don't like think. You said. Good to have you guys here. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Good morning. We're about to start. Yeah, that's all right. Hey, I, I was just looking out the window. There is a fire. Actually, there's a fire out here going on in my region, my town. Uh, wow. It's on a wow. going on since yesterday. Uh, yeah, we, we do have some smokes out there. I mean, it's, you know, I think Mark was asking me that. I don't know if Mark is here. Uh, you know what started it? But yeah. What started? There is a fast-moving uh, fire that broke out yesterday, covered the whole town in Newhall. It's about eight, ten miles, I believe, uh, from where I am. So we're okay as far Good. as um, you know. As far as like, uh, it's just amazing how to see the you know just to support from the local firefighters. There are actually about 500 firefighters total. Uh, yeah. 300 is our guys, LAFD from LA County, LA Fire Department. And 200 of that is just, you know, multiple, this kind of fires broke out, wildfires broke out, arsonists, you know? Yeah, well, sometimes it can be by an accident. Sometimes, like you say, it can be on purpose. Uh, the one thing about LA, so I've been coming out there so many years. Santa yeah. would bring this. Never seen it. Take that, those fires and spread them so quick. Yeah, this fire is, a lot of times these fires are started from the arcing of the uh, transmission lines. Where temperatures are, we're, in the valley, we're having temperatures like 105. So they're actually wow. having blackouts yeah. right now yeah. in LA. Um, and what happens is the, the terrain is so rugged, so they can't even touch. And they said they haven't, this area hasn't burned in 20 years. So yeah. Yeah, at least about a, at least about a hundred homes, hundred homes affected, uh, ten thousand acres wait? within hours when it was started ignited yesterday, and then there's a couple more small fires nearby. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's always like you know the copycats kind of thing. Well, that that's domestic. I think it was the reason was domestic reasons that happened. You know, accident kind of thing. Uh, oh. You know, right around this area as well. But it's only like about eight ten miles. Uh, thank God, the uh, the fire. I mean, the fire. The wind blows northwest. Oh yes, northwest. So it doesn't what? really affect where we live. But I can sit from upstairs bedroom. That's you know, not, that's that's not far from like you that. at all, Nikki. No. <laughs> that's not far from you at all. Yeah, I can <laughs> see it. <laughs> it goes fast. Right, right. It, yeah, it's. Uh, I know. So if I if wow. I have them like gonna go, I gotta go put out the fire with them, my buckets of water. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. I'd be looking right. out that window too. Right. Eleven o'clock already. I think I'm still letting people in. Just uh, you know, you guys and out I, there. No I that no if need. I talk over you, uh, I don't mean it because I just couldn't hear. Yeah, all of this background. And things going on. I've got two screens share right now, so I apologize in advance for that. Okay, I don't you, mean that, so don't take it personally. If I just talk over something like this, don't <laughs> worry about that. I have a delay. 
uh, uh, well, I apologize all that, audio, I think, I should say, right? Well, before we start with all of that talk a while ago about the fire firefighters, I think we want to acknowledge all of our first responders and also healthcare delay providers um, are active. Well, because on the audience right now, I don't know Dr. Burke is here yet. I think he cannot. Well, before we start as well, law enforcement, uh, those who serve to protect our country for their selfless services along our first response i want to also express the condolences to those who had lost to ask, yeah. to ask all of you all right services along with their families obviously right i want to also express our to attendees and panelists to unmute yourself well you guys most of them are already unmute right during this pandemic also already unmute right those who are not unmuted please unmute yourself and turn on your videos if you can please so i can see you all and Yep, I'm unmuted. All right. And this is, what <laughs> this is what I want to do. I want you guys to say thank you by having all of the videos all at once. So I can see you all on the screen. Just say thank you. I don't know, peace sign or this thank sign you. is fine. Thank you. Know, you. Kind of like, thank you. Know, thank mellow you. out a little thank bit. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hang on. One, thank two, three. Hey. Good. Hey, all right. So, let's do that together. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Happy Friday, guys. Good Friday. Good to be huh? here. Good to be with all of you. Thank here. you, Michelle. All right. <clears throat> That's right. That's right. My daughter well, over is a we want to welcome the attendees as well. We want to welcome our panelists. Thank you so very much, especially those who have this up a little bit late. I promised I won't turn you into a pumpkin, okay, that's all. Nick Narani from Canada. <laughs> Nick Narani from Canada and uh, Ramon is here. Yes, from Netherlands. All right. Mm. And also we have returning guest Frank Kelly. I see you. And also returning guest uh, Mohammed. Agarabi from Michigan. Is he here still? Yeah, he's here. And uh, I see Dr. Sala's name right here. Is he here, Dr. Sala? Okay. I'm hiding. And uh, I have to say, I said I'm hiding. I have to say, the oh. panelist that's on the list is speaking, uh, Dr. Jerry from South Africa. He's already told me that he has a um, blackout, electricity problem in his region in South Africa tonight. So he's going to try to come, either either, either or, right? So we hope that we see him later on. Sure. Uh, Dr. No, David Johnston from Australia. He, yeah, he's, he said that it's 4 o'clock in the morning, Saturday morning for me. Yeah, I already did that. However, I, I got Australia. to talk to him yesterday. And we'll hear his response to the questions that we wanted to ask him about Australia. Okay? So, okay. I'm glad yeah, that we have yeah. a very well-rounded uh, panelist. And I got to talk to him for India and Southeast Asia. We're going to go there to those regions to cover what's going on within the regions there and how they're coping with pandemic COVID. So hopefully by the end of this series that we can, you know, not everybody, you know, that we can do that, go around the world. <laughs> in no, three, but three series, right? but we're going to try as much as we can to cover those conversations. Right. 
I'm sorry. What was that? Okay, so we can start. Sustainability is the ability to exist constantly. We all agree on that. Ooh, In amen. order for us to stay, uh, to guide positive changes, we need to do better. And that starts with understanding the definition of sustainability. I mean, of course, there's quite many translation right out there. But according to Webster, this is what I get. Sustainability is defined as avoidance of the depletion of natural resources in order to maintain an ecological balance. The pursuit of global uh, environmental sustainability. That's the translation that I got, right? So, therefore, sustainability is about ecology, ecology, economy, and equity, financial side of it, right? But allow me to chime in on that in that respect. My caveat to that is that we cannot achieve all of this environmental or planetary sustainability, uh, anything like that, if we don't have our own personal sustainability. So business uh, owners, managers, decision makers, we all have a role to play, a role to play in making our communities, our families, our home, our business much more resilient through the choices through these uh, future disasters, through the choices that we make today and tomorrow. All right. So that's my short intro <laughs> this morning. So like I said, I have an amazing panel this morning. Nick Narani is sitting in Canada. He's an expert on improving immigrant outcomes, uh, immigrant himself. His teachings are very simple and effective. He has built two companies. He's an expert on improving uh, around social aspect working with corporations, businesses to support that mission. I think it's a very, very commendable. Dr. Je Jerry from South Africa around social aspect later. He is a CEO of IPM, Institute of People Management based in South Africa. David Johnston from Australia. He is the CEO of Wadella in Australia. I he said to me that Wadella is pronounced differently. Okay, I say with Wadella. <laughs> I have an accent, right? <laughs> so we want to welcome some first, and also along the panel this morning, we still have the returning guests, as I mentioned earlier, Dr. Salah, Dr. Uh, also Mohammed Agarabi in the panel, and uh, Frank Kelly and uh, Ramon, okay, out of uh, in Netherlands. So let's go to it. I know it's pretty night and late. Good morning. I guess I should say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, right? Or good night. For a while. <laughs> yeah. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. All my guests and all the attendees are staying here. <laughs> Yeah, it's good to be here with you guys. Good to be here. So we'll start with, uh, let's see, Nick Narani, all the way in Canada. What are your insights in this? I know that I want to show a um, screen share, but let me just go ask. How is it going on over there in Canada as far as... You know, so hi, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. And thank you, Nikki, for inviting me. It's a pleasure to meet all of you. Um, I, um, I'm originally from India, from a, a city called Bombay 
it was called bombay when i left and i still call it bombay i don't call it mumbai <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't take my permission right so uh, um so uh, i came here from uh, via dubai so i was living in dubai before i came to canada and and when we, when when nikki was talking about sustainability there are a couple of things that i wanted to bring up very quickly one is that uh, during the lockdown so i'm in vancouver canada during the lockdown you could barely ha- there was no traffic there was no traffic so in, my wife and i are in that age group where we are in 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 uh, yeah, we are we are we are we are in higher danger and we also have uh, immune systems and we have uh, my grandkids living in the same house so we have to be very careful but the odd time when we'd go out it was like where did everyone go um and and you know again you suddenly saw uh changes in the environment uh india when the environment uh, uh changed suddenly there there were in bombay there were flocks of flamingos that came in and the internet went crazy bombay has flamingos I never saw them in the 40 years I lived there. <laughs> Very interesting. So wow. What did what did what, what good came out of this was suddenly we realized how much harm we're doing to the place that we are living in. Um you know our our own domiciles and so you know I'm 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 fortunate I live in a country where where the environment is very important. Um uh, we also have probably the same population as uh, as California. in canada so we we got a slightly smaller population but yes so we found uh we found the uh, the air quality improve we found uh changes because even things like um uh you know when you're going out and you're 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 putting your garbage out it's it's a lot less it's a lot less because now you're starting to be a little more conscious of what you're doing um so i think that's this is the important thing for me speaking personally for me one of the biggest critical changes i had to make was my business was done um i had to start from scratch so i had to rethink my work is with immigrants and as i said i, uh, I don't know how many of you were 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 on the line that time i think it was before the show started uh i've been working from home for the past 10 years so it wasn't that hard but for me what was um uh, what was important was if i'm going if i'm now moving from a scenario where there's basically no immigrants coming in and so therefore there's no business to be had but what i decided was i decided you know the reason why i started working with immigrants was to effect change and so in order to effect change i went on to linkedin and i said if anyone has lost their job and is 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 looking for some some help please get in touch with me and this is more specifically for newcomers and i got bombarded i got bombarded to the extent that on an average i'd get 20 linkedin requests so my linkedin friends went from 4000 to 5000 in in days literally and and so so obviously there's there's no way i could talk to all of them but i started working with a couple of them one on one um there's a guy who has been in canada for since august couldn't get a job started with him first he was my my guinea pig and so i started working with him and then uh in 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 uh, in 6 weeks time he got a job so 
someone who hadn't got a job for so long got a job. Then there was a guy who I met. He said uh, he came into Canada at the end of February. And then, boom, there was the lockdown. When the lockdown was there, he couldn't get out. And so after the lockdown ended, he told me he didn't have any jobs. So he started, uh, people hadn't started hiring us yet. So he started, uh, according to him, he said, I'm doing Uber Eats. So I said, that doesn't make sense. You don't have a driver's license and you don't have a car. He was doing Uber Eats on, his fo- on foot. Wow. That, that was that was, yeah. that was horrendous. Walk it off. Yeah. Woo. That was horrendous. So I had I had to sit down and say, I, I cannot I cannot sit in this nice air conditioned home overlooking the the, the river and, and right. pretend that this is not happening. So I pulled out all stops. I started making calls. Literally I was like dialing for a job for this guy. And at the end of the fourth day, I got him a job. And, 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 and in spite, and, and while I got him a job, he had gone on and he had on his own because I was try, training. Most immigrants come here with a lot of skills, but the, what they need is they need, they, they, they actually suffer from things that they've done unknowingly, which is harming them. So that brings me to another case, a guy who is a cyber security expert. He has two masters. Now, this guy has brain, more brains in his little finger than I have in my whole body. And he's, he, he worked here and he's, he's unemployed for a year. And so I'm saying to him, I'm, I don't understand why you're unemployed. And so I looked at his resume. Resume is fine. I looked at his LinkedIn profile. LinkedIn profile is fine. He's talking well. Everything's fine. What is the issue? And then I started looking at his posts on LinkedIn. And his posts on LinkedIn called everyone in Canada and the U.S. stupid fools <laughs> for not being conscious of uh, cybersecurity. And I said, wait, wait a job. minute. These are the same people you want to give you a job and you're calling them stupid fools, eh? Um, it's kind of a disconnect, I think. <laughs> so I had to take him literally through his and all his posts, first pull them down and then rebrand him as, as the defender. So he is the defender. He is the protector. He is giving you this service. So I made him go and create a Zoom call where he'd invite people to come in. So he'd give them small tips, small business owners, and companies and, and individuals who are going through this whole thing where they've just picked up their computer or their desktop or their laptop and gone home to start working from. And what is it? So it changed him mentally. So these are some yeah. of the pivots that we are going to have to start doing. You know, we're going to have to start looking at how can we start being a little less selfish, if you know what I mean, and think about us as a collective, mm-hmm. because less, less, it's, less not comfortable. Just, it's not just my mouth that needs to be covered. Everyone else's mouth needs to be covered. I know this has become a, I can't believe we're having a political discussion on masks. Seriously, let's go back six, six mm-hmm. months ago. If I was to tell any of you we're having a political discussion on masks, what would you say? Foolish, foolish. <laughs> what? It's Stupid, like, right? <laughs> and, and so, so you know, so obviously, so, 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 
<laughs> we've got to start thinking of us as a collective because all of us can make this worse Absolutely. and all of us can make it better so amen the and good thing that came out of this was that this this whole exercise i did it's it it fo- it follows what i what i've always believed when you give you get a lot more than what you've given mm-hmm. and so out of this whole discussion came an idea and so i'm now developing this idea which again i'm is going to be my third business uh, uh, uh opportunity which is going to be uh which is going to be around covid-19 so what it what it does is it 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 takes the covid-19 world where we are moving more towards look at this conversation i'm having with wonderful people all around the world and uh, and and i think that's what we're going to need we're going to start needing to create networking opportunities which is what this is exactly how do we create networking opportunities that can start giving us more and we can start providing people with a lot more inputs from our side um immigration is not it's 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 for me it's not a social issue it's an Absolutely. economic imperative and if you look at what immigrants have contributed to various countries us for example uh, 60% of the ip intellectual property and copyrights and trademarks in silicon valley are given to pe- are owned by people who were born outside the us absolutely what does that show so you mm. know so i don't think it's i don't think i don't think anyone in in, in a right mind would 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 contemplate closing immigration but at this juncture i am calling for and i have talked to the the governments about closing immigration we've got to be focused on a keeping our our, our families and our country safe people are coming in from the from from covid infected regions mm-hmm. and if there's one person on that flight mm-hmm. they could infect the entire plane we can't afford yeah. that number one number two it is important that those right. who are right now out of jobs should get back into the workforce before we start bringing more people in because we are competing with each other it does not make any sense and agree yeah unfortunately our our current prime sense. minister is very good looking right. <laughs> his only redeeming feature guys he's one he's one of those charmers huh <laughs> his only redeeming feature he is he is my, my poor grandson who is my grandson is is 15 months old and he already owes $35,000 debt <laughs> woo yeah woo uh, how so nick because that's the debt that this man has has built up in 6 years okay as as an as a as a citizen he's as already owed a citizen okay. yes So our collective debt has Not gone up. Not student debt or anything like that. Just he, no, he's, he, you know, this is a trust fund kid. You know, it's it, he's the, he's the guy who turned around and said budgets will balance themselves. And I held my hand and said, "Forgive oh. me, Lord. Forgive well, me." That Lord. has a lot to do with how he was taught from the beginning. Exactly. So, so I, I, so I'm, I, I, I was actually thinking of legally changing my name to Don. uh a don quixote 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know if anyone knows about this. Certainly knows not because he is Pancha for tilting at, at, at windmills, and I take on these fights. I take on these fights, you know, and I, and I say, you know, it's the thing is, I believe in equality, so it's malice to all. As long as you do dumb things, I'm going to call you out. And I say that to immigrants. I say that to yeah. my kids. I say that to everyone. Not to my wife, but I say that to a lot of people. Smart man, Nick. Smart man. Which is why I've been married for 38 years to the same woman. I should add. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. No one that gets quiet. I have to add. I have to add something to that. As the woman that has been married for forty years to the same man, I like to be called out when I'm doing something stupid. I don't mind it. Uh, I want my husband to call me out, and he's vice versa. And I think that's important. I mean, I know you're you're kidding around about your wife, but if she is a good woman, I know if she is doing something that you think is foolish, oh, yeah. she wants to be called out. I I have to be called out because I want to grow properly and. It, sh it should be discussed uh, respectfully, and I know you do that. But if we're here and any of us don't like to be called out for doing something foolish, then we have no right to, to tell somebody they're being foolish. Absolutely. The only difference is I'll be a lot more diplomatic with her <laughs> than with the prime minister. Ah, I like it. Nick, you're right on Nick, top of it. Nick, Nick in California. <laughs> see, see, uh, that's, that's why that, you've been married. I think yeah. everybody's equal, though. See, that's, when I say everybody's equal, I mean everybody's equal. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna treat the prime minister just as I would my husband, so and he's gonna working. treat. You know, that's that. That's, that's right. the part of being equal. In California, we, you know, we have a, a governor right. who looks very. Right. Really you know, photogenic, and I call him the werewolf of London because his hair is perfect every day. <laughs> I see him on the news all the time. <laughs> uh, he's, he'll, he'll, he'll talk for 30 minutes and you'll learn nothing. <laughs> you know, uh, I went to law school, so we used to call those smooth talkers. Oh, yeah. but you, yeah. right. Barbara, Barbara Frere from the LA County comes on in five minutes, you know more than what he said in 30 minutes. Well, I don't think anyone can beat this. Our prime minister took an Indian chef with him when he visited, hold on, wait for this, when he visited India. He <laughs> took Hello, an Indian chef from Canada wow. with him when he oh, went wow. to India so he could introduce Indians to Indian cuisine? I don't know. <laughs> wow. So, hey, <laughs> so, wow. that's just many one. Them take, so. You know what, Nick? Many of them take those perks to the office, uh, and they, they take them with them. So, so uh, That's like taking somebody up north and, and bringing them down south and teaching us how to make grits. That just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what was worse was, was, it, was it was so embarrassing. Can you imagine, like, it like is. when you you go to meet all the ministers in India, and you've got this guy is a star. The the, mm -hmm. the chef he took was a star, yes. But why was he part of the Canadian Prime Minister's entourage? Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah, don't understand entourage. that. It doesn't fit. Yeah. It doesn't compute. 
But yeah, well, you know and, and the people itself, Nick, they don't uh, respond to that that well either. They think, what the heck? Because he's not an average yeah. guy, you know, and I think uh, that's part of the political uh, political landscape we have today. You know, that's why all the disagreements are going on, et cetera. And it's the it's the it's the the era of personality, personal branding. You become famous. So I keep asking people who want to become famous, what do you want to become famous about? What have you done? And they haven't done anything, but they want to be famous. I see she wants to introduce. Uh, is this a new panelist, Nikki? Frozen. Uh, Nikki, you're frozen. You're frozen again, frozen. Nikki. Yeah, I I uh, want to just interject you guys here. It's, it's it's going to be about a couple of minutes, two, three minutes. Is it? Hang on. Everybody's frozen. Oh, my goodness. All right. It's an interview with David Johnson. Is it? Hang on. Everybody's frozen. Oh, David Johnson. Hear me at all? Can you guys hear at all? Yeah, I can hear you. Thank you. you hear David, though. But you cannot hear the conversation. No. It's kind of blotchy. Okay. All right. Never mind. Um, this is what we'll do. I'll send that portion. I'll send that portion in the follow-up email or something like that. It's yeah. uh, it's a it's an address question addressed by David Johnston in Australia. Yeah, we'd love to hear what he he's got to say. To be interviewed by me to ask. Yes, I think that's what we'll do. Okay, I'm gonna jump in to talk to um, pass the baton to Ramon regarding that. So. What do you say as far as, uh, I know that it's late right now, so I just want to get this out before, mm -hmm. <laughs> before anything. Okay. Ramon, can you piggyback what Nick Narani was? Yes. Um, so in, when we talk about um, really recovering from this pandemic, uh, I've been thinking about it as well as a young person because I'm uh, 26 years old, not that old as well. Um, so I think it's important for now that we, what we see now with the governments, the businesses and society really adapting itself to the current chaos. Um, I think one thing should be really considered, which is the term technology, what is going to be playing in our society. So the ethics of it, if you see right now, for example, in New Zealand, they actually announced for the first time a robotic AI uh, police system. So you can actually walk to a computer uh, in the middle of the city and ask a police AI of technology person how it's how the criminality is in, in the region that you're living so i think that's a really important issue to, to be talking about um, ethics on technology the second part is a dialogue between governments businesses and civil society about this current pandemic and how uh, society can really play a role in, in managing the change because right now we see a lot of what what also the the, the guests were saying um, the government's really taking the power of the citizens citizens can't even think for themselves anymore so it's really important to do your own research as Frank Kelly also mentioned um, do your own research go online search for these topics as I myself do as well uh, which is also really important and I think the last thing we should focus on if we think about long term um, is on youth youth empowerment, uh, how are young people really going to play a role yeah. in the future with, in combination with technology and how that really is sustaining our future in America, in Europe, in Asia, everywhere around the world. And I think a really good information source to look at um, is the World Economic Forum because they come with topics that are really um, uh, futuristic in a sense. And you can, as a young person, you can just read into these certain articles and just look at where things and technology are going towards this global pandemic. Because in chaos, there's also opportunity. 
uh, and I think young people should realize that they should not be in a state of chaos in their in their mental uh, uh, side of things. You know, they, sh they shouldn't be uh, like in, in health issues. They shouldn't. They, they they should think in opportunities instead of only thinking about what's happening on the news. You know, just just turn off the television for a while. Just go outside. You know, look at different uh, perspectives on life. You know, try to change uh, a way to to not see it with a, with a, with the eyes of chaos, but more like opportunities. And I think as a young person, that's really important because I'm talking about young youth perspective. Uh, I'm working with them as well in the Netherlands um, and on a Dutch perspective. So I'm talking in Dutch with them a lot of times. Um, so that's what I can say about my experience, uh, talking about young people, young leadership, entrepreneurial leadership. Uh, because I said last time, I'm from the green capital of the Netherlands in 2018, it was Nijmegen. Uh, green Capital is uh, mentioned as an award from the European Commission. So it's the most greenest city of Europe. It was in 2018. And I'm from that city. Mm -hmm. And since then, I've always organized events to um, bring together a government, municipalities, startup uh, businesses, uh, youth empowerment. So I've, I've put these people together and to really get them talk about each other on certain problems and solutions. And I think that should, we, we have to do that even more, even if it's digitally or even if it's physically, we need to start more talking about that specific topics to bring problems and solutions together. Because if we don't communicate, things just, you know, silence is the worst enemy in, in this in this regard. Yeah. There's times of chaos. Silence is the worst enemy. Even if you talk to your, you know, your, your wife, you know, your husband, if, the, if there isn't communication about specific problems, then it's, it's not going to work out in the long term. It comes up. <laughs> yes, yes. Up your mindset. Right. Exactly, exactly. And what you see right now, a lot of the times, is because of this situation, young people are home with their parents, and it actually clashes with their parents sometimes in discussions. We should do this. No, we should look on the internet for more opportunities. And the parents are usually thinking in a more traditional way and not really thinking about more opportunities. So that's also a, a clash in, in the household, which happens a lot as well. I mean, sometimes you, should, you just need to let the kid play in the mud, you know, let them and hopefully creative. you got your own studio let, let it, or, you know, you're all by yourself. Yes, yes. Of course, you, you should also, you know, uh, protect all the stuff you have, you know, yes. leave out the, the, the glasses. Of the that's your mindset. That, yes. That's your organization mindset. It yes. all comes together. Yes, it's like a dynamic environment, you know. These, these young kids need to be more dynamic. They need to learn this, how to be flexible. And I think that is really important to, to look at it as a parent, parental perspective. You know, I'm not talking about other parents, but I think for me, it's, it's important to do that. Yes, very much so. Yay! <laughs> I got a clap on that one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nikki, I'd love to address what Ramon uh, talked about because... A lot of people misunderstand when I say I'm in leadership, what does that really mean? Uh, and uh, frankly, I, when I go, uh, they think I'm going to be sticking in the C-suite. I said, no, you're joining me with the employees that are working in the field or they're working in the plants. I said, you're, you're getting out of the C-suite and coming with me. So that's the first thing in leadership. I said 75% in the U.S. Uh, will be millennials of our entire workforce within two years. So I don't know uh, post-COVID because that was prior to COVID. So it may accelerate even more. 
uh, and, uh, and, and of course, their thought processes, I want to know. So I do research and stuff saying, what, what are they looking for? Well, they got, you know, generally a, a number of points. Uh, one is they certainly need to be uh, decently paid because a lot of them have a tremendous student debt. In fact, yes. our student debt here in the U.S. is over mortgage debt. That's how yes. large it is, wow. yes. which is just, it's just crazy. So they, they have to have it so they can pay their bills, and, uh, and, and they're talented people. And they're going to be 75% of the workforce in two years. So if you ignore the millennials, at which a lot of C-suite people go, well, they, hire, they let other people, their team leaders, et cetera, hire them. I said, no, you need to be involved. Now what I'm teaching them is you need to uh, uh, communicate with them uh, through uh, virtual uh, things, whether it be Zoom or Google Meets or you know what, but you need to tap in so they know you. You know Mall internationally. They started as a family business, and he still incognito visits his uh, uh, hotels all across the world. And he will go in and see every area, talk to the employees, find out what they're thinking about, seeing, you know, if the job is being done, never in a negative way. It's a buildup, but he is taking notes about maybe things he would change. And then he has a, a, a blog that he puts together. So he shares it with the entire workforce, executives, uh, the employees, they're all on the same page. I like that. So that's one of the things I kind of tell uh, leaders, don't be hidden, be visible. Amen. Uh, yes. and of course, now you can do it virtually, but let them know you really care about them yes. and know what they care about. That's the thing. A lot of them don't even know what the millennials care about. And if they're going to be 75% of the workforce, for goodness sakes, we need to know what are at least the top four things they're looking for. One of them is remote work. However, this is the problem is that all, since everybody just went to remote like overnight within four months, I mean, this was going to happen over a period of time. Uh, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to respond. Uh, the company culture is not able to be imparted to them that my presence was necessary to be out with my people and not sitting in a chair or in a, in a, in a big executive suite. Did I have one? I have one and I spent very little time in it. Why? Because you've got to be with the people. You got to be with sales and service and customer service and employees in the plant. I mean, they got to know what you're thinking. And I made, uh, I would ask them questions. I remember these little ladies handling these heavy things and i said how is this for you and they go frankly it's very difficult i said we're going to fix this i didn't know how so i got a team together and what we did is we came up and i said uh, and i'm sure leslie wexner won't mind he uh, was a ceo uh, of a company he's retired now but uh, you know he allowed me to get uh, photograph and, and uh, you know, video his concept 
of how to move uh, items where you can do it with a finger. And these ladies were, you know, they had to do so much physical work. And now they could do, like with their finger, they can move things along rapidly. So would that have ever happened if I didn't go in the field? No, no, absolutely not. So that's part of leadership as well, is getting people out of the C-suite and getting them in the field or getting them on virtual and see what's going on in the in, in the field. Uh, even I'm looking forward to when you have the, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Ramon, where, you know, you wear those glasses, it's artificial. Uh, virtual AR, reality. AR. A- 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 R- yeah. virtual, yeah. virtual reality. Absolutely. I'm all for it. I, I have a lot to learn, but okay. I learned by being able to see what can I do to help our people be more successful? And I certainly don't want them to have shoulder problems or any other issues and stuff. And you can't do that from sitting in some C-suite. So a lot of people think, oh, you're a leadership coach. You, you're all always in the C-suite. No, I tell them, that's the last thing you are going to be in. You're coming with me and we're going out in the field. That's when we were allowed there. Now I'm telling them, now you're going to have to learn what I'm doing with you, and you need to do it virtually with your people, with your team leaders, with your employees. They got to know you. They got to see you. They got to say, yes, I buy into what you say. And let me tell you, when a CEO uh, knows something needs to be fixed, they're going to fix it. They'll get the right team together. They'll make it happen. And so you got to find out what they need. You can't find yes. out what they need if you're just sitting in a, in a darn C-suite. So that's enough of my sermon up there, Vicki. Yeah. No, that's okay. I, I think it would come a long way. I mean, I remember back in the 80s when, you know, we talked to, I, I used to be a consultant when I was in the early 20s. I used to talk to C-suite level people. And, you know, I, first thing I ask, like, how do you connect, communicate to your level? I mean, management, in fact, right? Or even employees. you got to have to be present. you got to have to be visible. Uh, you know, you guys go to restaurants, right? And you see sometimes there's a general manager or manager will walk around the table and say, hey, how's yeah. your food? How are you doing? Or, you know, you're at a regular yeah. restaurant and they would come up. You know, you guys go, you know, making us very, like, at home. This is our second home being out, you know, because we could have stayed home. We could have stayed home and cooked. But instead, we pay a little bit of money for, you know, to get their food and then to pay for the service. That's what we pay for, service. Uh, but instead, we pay a little bit of money for, you know, to get their food. And in the reverse of that mentality, though, is as a leader, you, you exactly. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, yeah, that's right. There are a lot of great leaders out there. Uh, I would say, don't quote me on this. But, I mean, you know, we can name one or two or three that are just naturally born leaders. But leaders are definitely, leadership is definitely a learnable skill. It's a teachable skill. Uh, you know, we, we go through progress, right, as yes. leaders. Yes, um, And I, I want to I share with you guys this, uh, this quote that I would stand by with this quote. It's, you know, during crisis or disaster, disaster. Disasters do not recognize your title. Disasters do not recognize who you are, what you are. 
right? Your title, your right. gender, your ethnicity, your Especially virus. status, your political status, your all of this, right? When disaster, your title, your yeah. Unfortunately, when disaster strikes, we all come together and unite together, and we see the real humanity inside. Uh, right? When disaster, you know, when it, it's almost like when it's good time, people hate each other or something. When it's a bad when disaster strikes, we all come to time. People kind of come together. I, I think we should stay on that one. Yes. You know, with momentum, you know, Nikki, uh, uh, with a mindset. I, said, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want the COVID to stay forever, like no. uh, Roman was saying. You know, it'll go with each other or something. What is the best way? Can I say something uh, for a second? Or? I want to hear from Mohammed. I, yes, yeah, sure. go ahead. There. Uh, I just want to. Yeah. I just want to take a moment. You a little bit about your employees. Okay, just to give everybody a little bit of uh, background about what I do. I'm a professional engineer. I'm an immigrant. So talking about what Nick said, it, it's, it's it resonate with me. Uh, I, I, I came from, the, from Iraq uh, 36 years ago. And well, I started my journey and went to yeah, school and, and became a professional engineer. And I have the privilege to work on the, one of the greatest projects in the whole wide world, building a bridge between Detroit, Michigan, and uh, Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Uh, wow. So not get it's into big the area. politics of it. I hope I'm not trying to get into that at all. I'm just trying to talk from a sustainability. Uh, there's so much economy. There's so much trade that goes back and forth between Michigan and not just Michigan, but all the states, whether it's Ohio, whether it's, you know, uh, you name it, all the states that do have borders with, like, with, with Canada will benefit from that. So we have a one, one single bridge that allows for trucks, and it's uh, uh, built in the early 1900s. It's a vintage. So we have been on a journey to build this bridge and right now we're in construction year number two, and we have made tremendous progress. So talking about sustainability and talk about working from home, but yet able to continue to make the progress and meet the schedule is, is really a huge challenge. But our Canadian team and the US team working so well together, I guess when there is a will, there is a way and there is a will to get it done, and we're making every possible way to make it happen. And I'm so excited to say that by the end of 24, 2024, we'll be open to traffic, and we'll be a great six-lane bridge crossing the Detroit River between Windsor and, uh, and, and Detroit. And again, it's a huge progress, but just a little bit, to say that what makes it so exciting, uh, Gordie Howe, a lot of you probably will remember, great hockey player that played for the Detroit Red Wings. He's originally from Canada, mm -hmm. but he was able to bridge the gap and basically uh, work for, I mean, play for Detroit for 25 years. So we named the bridge after mm -hmm. him. So mm -hmm. it's called the Gordie Howe International Bridge. And it's basically connecting <laughs> Detroit community and Windsor community. Wow. So I'll pause. And if there are that's questions. amazing. That's cool. That's amazing. Nice.
and you had to have a sustainability to get that done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, that's all of the, uh, the shows of Goldie Hans, by the way. <laughs> uh, I really like the conversations. I really like the conversations, and I think I want to uh, just mention Mark, right? You're in yes. the uh, trade show business, you said? In the trade show industry, correct. <laughs> so there's no virtual opportunities for you. There's no, no virtual, no, virtual no. opportunities for you whatsoever. Wow. This, this time. It's, it's almost like, you know, I've, I, I, I can work this industry without having any type of contractor's license or anything like that. I have skills that I could probably put into, like, homes and storefronts and such like that, but I don't actually have a contractor's license to do so. And there's a lot of companies like me out here that can do that. So no, no one's I, doing an outdoor trade show. I've seen so many, like um, I was in Newport beach. I saw like a farmer's market, like there's people outside. You can't do an outdoor trade show. That would, that, that'd be part of a producer. You know, they're, they're the producers of the show. They're going to set it up and they, and like I said, there's, there's, there's probably 50 to 60 of us that are signatory with our union that can mm -hmm. do what I do. And so, I mean, if, if I get called in to help out with something like that, sure. then I'm definitely going to be there. But mm -hmm. more than likely, they've already got their, their people set. It's just like people who do storefronts and such, when they set the cabinets up, at, you know, like in a jewelry store for people mm -hmm. and, and decorate the stores, that's part of my industry in a sense too. But, you know, right. if I don't have those contacts to do that, I won't get that work. Does that make sense? And they're not <laughs> Uh, what do I do? Uh, I'm actually a part-time teacher. And, uh, and besides that, I have my own company I, uh, with the health and I'm a health ambassador and I help people get tested if they uh, have the right balance with nutrition in their bodies. So, and, and after COVID, uh, I only had a small business before COVID in Denmark and after COVID, it... Uh, wow, good for you. So, so I'm having a lot of meetings actually on Zoom um, uh, and uh, trying to keep up <laughs> having a family. And uh, I, uh, I actually f found out that I, my heart has a lot to say. So I also love doing posts on LinkedIn, and um, I've got a new family on LinkedIn. Some of them Hi, are here. Um, I work. Um with a company, um, Dan Locke organization, and it, we work all online and it's all remote work. And it's basically helping companies to scale their businesses um, in the new online world. So that's basically what I do. How is everything over there in Vancouver? We're are getting higher, so we might end up going into lockdown again, so. Mm. Uh, moving, not, that, right? this, by the way, that's not moving. unusual. We're, we're seeing that in a lot of spots. Right. There's no signing up. If you are wanting to, planning to attend for next Friday, just mm -hmm. go ahead and sign in like you did this morning, at the same time at 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Mm -hmm. I do not want to do the screen share because it's going to probably boot me out, right? <laughs> you guys can't <laughs> hear me. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Saving the bandwidth. Um, 
so yeah just use that and uh, we're gonna take you to Southeast Asia and India great conversation uh, continue to, to same topics sustainability and great great speakers as well and I believe dr. Michael Barbera uh, he's out in Texas going to speak as well so you know I'll, I'll try to play Australia David Johnson from Australia what he had responded to you know to the question of how they're coping with the uh, with the cases and the hundred free days and stuff like that and I, I want to invite also Arlene if you want to come back and talk about Brazil how you doing over there as well for next week okay yeah okay I would, I would love that okay yeah. if you, if, I would love you it too. <laughs> if you have time so we can go ahead and uh, you know include you on the panelists as well for next week other than that, guys, uh, not much here. I mean, you know, I would talk a lot about mindset. Uh, I think I hear a lot about that. And I, you know, leading in a crisis time, I, it takes a lot of, a lot of, I want to say gut, right? Intuition yes. and um, yes. empathy, kindness. And uh, may I be honest? Uh, all of these things. Sometimes a push. Part of the being a human, you know. I'm sorry. Sometimes you take a push. Well, I think what's happening too is that unfortunately Washington yeah. is, is playing politics and it's taking the brunt on human lives. You know, I see so many people walking around Los Angeles with shopping carts with all their belongings and it's increasing every day. Yeah. People see them under bridges. Yes. And you know, it's it's safe it's hard to be safer at home when you don't have a home. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I mean, you know, if you say, Hey, you know, safety being safe and everything, it is a personal responsibility, right? Uh, we must stay that way, uh, not necessarily being selfish. Uh, however, when we do have crisis or tragedy like fire season, like right now, reach out to your friends, reach out to your neighbors. You know, they're only a phone call away. Reach out to your, I call you guys, my neighbors, because it's only a text away, a phone call away. We're all virtually connected here, right? Uh, right. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all that's about. This whole, you know, this whole pandemic is that you know, we can reach across the globe right to talk to each other and share ideas so you know, I, think, I think this pandemic has actually brought people a lot closer around the world you know, yeah. look at us now i mean we have people from sweden we have people from brazil yeah. yes. vancouver i mean everywhere it's it's amazing it's made a small world now yeah it really is and what you realize is that the, the same problems you think are at your home are the same around the world too Around the world, you're right. Interconnected, guys. It's interconnected, yeah. like I said in, in series one. But here's here's the thing. I really would like you guys also to speak in your language. <laughs> this is gonna get interesting. When you come on and then say something in the video like hi, hello, how are you? Uh, next time, all right? Or you can do it right he now. Likes you to have do, that. do we have knows time right now? Just say hello. <laughs> Different languages. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yes. Okay. Nice. I think that's going to be great, like something Jumba. I want to hear Brazil. I want to hear N Netherlands. Yes. You know? <laughs> I want to hear, I don't know, next time we're going to see India next week. I mean, it's great. And you know what? There's only few things, and those few things is our heart, ourselves. Amen. Our humility, Amen. our kindness. It's a smile. It's a love that's transparent. And we can feel it, right? When we talk. Yes. Yes. When we communicate yep. like this way, Amen. we, we feel the love, right? 
Yes. Say yes to the love. Yes. You feel the yes love. The so love. you're not alone. Yes to the love. Yes to the love. You're not alone. You know, you need to be connected. Uh, you can be honest. <laughs> I got to go sleep now. All right, guys. I think it's been very, very well uh, resonating to a lot of us today. Um, you know, if anybody wants to say anything, last things, uh, go ahead and do that. And uh, we just asked for post-survey. And then we'll see you again next Friday at 11 o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Same time. Vicky, I want to thank you for inviting me on this. Thank you. Thank you all. I think we all oh, got no, a no great worries. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Yeah, thank you. Us. You got it, Robert. All right. And thank Mohammed, you, thank you so thank very you. much. Thank, Thank you, Nikki. Thank you so much. Yes, Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, it's Friday, okay? Thank you. Put it together. Bye. I love you guys. And then stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Thank you so much. Hi, this is Ebony with I Dare saying thank you. And I'm to volunteer some of our expertise and our services to I Dare. Oh, for this little guy. Mm -hmm.